to Thriving with a Chronic Illness. I am your host, Smiling Sonia, and I share ideas, tools, and strategies I've learned living with and recovering from recurrent viral meningitis. I've undergone mindset shifts that have helped me move from just living to striving with a chronic illness. I know what it's like to worry about taking extended sick leave or losing a job through chronic illness. I share how you can become financially stable with the peace of mind that you have enough money saved to prepare for those emergencies and cover future financial goals. Good morning. Smiling Sonia here. It's Wednesday, the 9th of September, 2020. I'm glad to be out on my walk this morning. I'm feeling better this morning than I have for a few mornings. It's interesting. Uh, I can really tell the difference when I'm feeling well to when I'm not feeling so well. And and actually, I sort of think, well, I thought I was feeling well then, but no, I feel well today. So I don't think I was feeling that well. But anyway, uh, because the last couple of mornings I've woken up with a headache early and had to take painkillers. And this morning... I awoke around 5.30, which is, you know, my time, and I was ready to get out of bed at 6. But I was able to put on a podcast and listen to it, as compared to what happened, I think, the previous morning, when when I put something on, oh, it was just, I couldn't bear the noise, I couldn't bear listening to anything, and, it, you know, I had to pain in my head. So it's interesting how one day can feel so different. So what I'm going to do is, yesterday was obviously a non-working day, as I, I'm sort of phasing back into work. And I worked, obviously, Monday morning. I'm working this afternoon, so I'm not working this morning. I'm testing out how I am this afternoon, and then I'll have another rest day tomorrow and I'll be working Friday morning. <laughs> and uh, I've got things booked in. <laughs> uh, people, uh, I guess when you're a manager and you've been away and you have staff, you need to speak to them <laughs> and deal with any issues that are coming up. And that's apart from all the other stuff that you need to do when you're managing staff the admin side of things and as compared to many years ago in the service that I work for I used to have a secretary (laughs) not when I was a manager but I did have a secretary and I remember managers back then had secretaries and my I, I think if I had admin support, if I had admin support, 
And if I didn't have to deal with HR, (laughs) things would be very different. I don't think the job necessarily will be easier, but it's all about being able to focus on the crucial parts of, of your job, really. So feeling quite positive this morning. I my 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 mind does go into overdrive though because when I woke this morning at five thirty, and I'd been getting up all through the night. You'll know this, and I I was two every two hours. <laughs> so last night it was like clockwork. And I was up every two hours to go to the loo. Uh, 5.30 being the, the last one, sort of, through my sleep. And then I was kind of ready to get up. I was, I was running through some ideas in my head in terms of working with staff, you know, looking at systems. I'm always looking at systems. I'm a systems person, I think. I like processes thinking about systems processes and so I and because I had the thoughts in my head I knew that I I needed to write them down otherwise I'd lose them but the great thing now is what I do is I do take my phone and I go into the notes section hit the mic and I speak it so I've really been taking advantage of the speak speak to text app on my phone uh, really useful in the notes section because I do get lots of ideas and stuff and these days I just I seem to lose lose them very very quickly and I've been counting that like that and that's been really helpful and first thing in the morning and sort of typing in or writing I just talk it I think that's why I like doing what I'm doing now, sort of speaking my journal each morning. Uh, you know, I just talk. Uh, the words just come out of my head, well, out of my mouth. And then I had some ideas about <clears throat> moving forwards with this audio journal and because... Um, going to be using it as podcast as well I was thinking maybe I could have themes for each day um, rather than just being really random again I like I like some kind of structure so I was so I was running through some things in my head and I was thinking okay Monday to Sunday because I tend to do these on a daily basis now and I was trying to think about each day and the 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 first letter and then trying to think about a subject topic area to each of those days um, linked to the first letter okay so Monday for example Monday money Monday mindset Monday Something like that. Get the gist. Anyway, what I really wanted to talk about today 
It was something that I started yesterday. I started on Monday, actually. <clears throat> I might have mentioned it. I'm not sure. So I'm doing a no spend challenge this month. I meant to start it on the 1st, but I didn't. So I started it Monday, which was the 7th. So I'm going to do it for 30 days. And one of the reasons I started doing these no-spend challenges is because I found, I realised how what a great tool it was for me anyway to limit my spending and save 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 so when I started on this journey of financial education really because I was so worried about money and I think I've always been, I've always been worried about money. I, I guess, you know, I grew up in, in, a, in a family, in a West Indian family. <laughs> okay. My parents came over from Jamaica in the early 60s. And they met each other here and they married quite quickly, I think. And I was on the way. And uh, they did buy their their home, their house, but I know that we had very little money, very little money. Uh, they used to say things like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. What do you think I'm made of money? <laughs> and I certainly couldn't come home and say I wanted designer this or designer that because my friends had it you know it's like well go let your friend's parents buy it for you so money was always quite tight I don't know that they got into debt actually but uh, I think that they definitely did live within their means because we just didn't have luxury things we didn't used to go on holidays, but we did start going on holidays. We went to Butlins <laughs> a few times with my uncle and aunt and their son. So uh, I guess I, I brought up in a in a household where you know we m- money was there wasn't enough. The, the feeling was that there wasn't enough money, and and so and and so you. You can't. You kind of had to guard it, I guess, uh, for whatever reason. And that's another story. Uh, I, I've, I got myself into a situation where I got into debt. <laughs> Never wanted to, and I guess allowed myself to be influenced by others. But at the, at the same time, I still made those decisions, and so I have to take responsibility for that. And that's okay. And as uh, one of my financial mentors says, um, no shame, no blame. Okay, you know, realise your mistakes and then just do what you can now, today, to move forwards. So a few years ago, when 
I was particularly stressed about money. Having already been (laughs) stressed because of illness and this worry that I might not be able to work full-time, I was being advised to work part-time but just felt that I I couldn't because uh, I was a person bringing in the main income during a a number of times I was the only one bringing bringing in an income And, and so I felt that I had to keep working full time and obviously was getting ill and then when my relationship came to an end I felt the pressure even more but rather than do what I've done in the past I thought I need to educate myself and so I did and one of the first things I learned really was about cash flow cash flow and I understood I understood that I've got money coming in that's my income and there's money going out that's my expenses (laughs) a bit like (laughs) uh, you know the health thing body I was overweight more than nine stones overweight heavier than I am now, around nine stone, I guess. And I did understand it was about food going in and sort of, you know, uh, energy out. You know, that's the kind of thing. Calories in and calories being burned, okay. And if you had more calories than than being burned, of course, you put the weight on. And so I suppose in the finance world... Uh, you have an income but if you're spending more than that income then you are in this deficit and that mon- that's got, money's got to come from somewhere and initially I guess uh, I think initially what happens is when you have a, a bank account a current account and you're spending more than you have coming in you start going into, into the red, and, and that's your overdraft. So I had got used to, I've got into habit, sometimes I've got into habit of going into my overdraft and living. So, and I saw my overdraft as this buffer. <laughs> I saw that my overdraft, I guess, is like an in, emergency, my emergency buffer. Okay, if I, oh, I wanted something, well, I haven't got enough money, but oh, I've got an overdraft of £100 or £200 or whatever. Or I could just apply for an overdraft. And so spending money was my money. Well, it wasn't, was it? And then what happens, of course, you start pushing the boundaries. And you're now used to living beyond your means and then it's not enough and so that's when credit cards come in doesn't it so credit cards come in to enable you to you know on a month and month basis when you want to buy something a little bit extra you can do 
And then, of course, you want to buy a big item. You know, the Hoover packs up or a washing machine or a car. And so it's not, you can, yes, you may use a credit card, but then it's, it's a loan. So a loan is a bigger sum, isn't it? And then you, you have these payments. And so I got into this habit, and I guess I didn't really understand about this cash flow thing. You know, I got into this habit of just spending beyond my means. That's what, just basically, I was spending money that I didn't have, but I thought I had because I had access to an overdraft, I had access to credit cards, then I had access to loans and that was all right you know because well it wasn't but it seemed all right because every time I maxed out a credit card I applied for another credit card and as long as I could make the minimum payment that was all right and so that went on for years until of course uh, there's a change in your circumstances and the main change in our circumstances back then was we were a two-income family with a child and we became a one-income family. And interestingly, this interesting thing, looking back, and actually this is probably the first time I've thought about it, is in this context, actually, is that the reason we became a one income family at that time was my partner at the time had been off sick was unwell was off sick for a while and uh, I'm not even sure whether she whether she was getting sick pay or not I'm not sure or she or she might have been I don't I don't know how much but then wasn't able to return to work and so didn't return was off sick <laughs> sick and then didn't return to work and you know there's reason why people don't return to work you know when they're sick the, the job becomes too much you know the stress etc and so all of a sudden so it wasn't planned all of a sudden we became a one income family with the same payments <laughs> that we built up so not just one set of credit cards and loans but two sets of credit cards and loans you get the picture <laughs> and uh, we were in a financial mess a real financial mess and I I, I, I do like numbers and at that time I did I spent hours and hours uh, working out the finances, um, corresponding with our debtors, both our debtors, and I did that all. I did it all. I, I, I spent hours. I spoke to debt counsellors, corresponded, um, and actually worked out payment plans for all the debts and got agreements with debtors to stop interest 
and agreed um, payment, repayments, etc. using our financial statements. And I actually got all that done. <laughs> that was like 15 or so years ago. And at the time, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to take 15, 20 years to pay these debts off. And it seeming just this overwhelming thing, burden. But I did that. And I'm glad to say that most of those debts, most of them have been paid off. Good morning. It's the second time I've seen that guy. And you take the same route, you get to sort of recognise people. And they recognise you as well. <laughs> uh, here I am again. Don't go off course, Sonia. Because then you've got to remember where you were at. <laughs> uh, that's 15 years. That's it. So a few years ago... Did I go off tangent? Anyway, a few years ago, I... When I was in this situation, uh, single and no savings, really, even though I, you know, I had the opportunity to sort out my finances many years ago, I had one of the things I had done was, was I, I stopped using credit cards. I remember being advised to change to a bank with no overdraft facility so I just could not go into an <laughs> and that made such a difference uh, I sort of started living within my means I still don't have a credit card I still never use an overdraft so did develop some good habits there but didn't develop the habit of saving Partly, and I have to say, and here's some things about decisions that I've made. When I first became ill, and it was kind of happened before then as well, but I was looking, I was thinking I need to bring in some additional income because the dependency was on me. And I was looking for ways that I could bring in, bring in an, in, an, an additional income without me having to leave the home and go out to get a second job or their job. I've done that in the past where I've had more, as I said, I've had several jobs at the same time. I couldn't be in that situation, but I wanted to see if there's something I could do online. There's lots of opportunities online. And I tried a number of things which required that you pay, <laughs> okay? So I invested a number of things. And, you know, some things worked to a certain degree, but never anything that then um, did actually bring in any regular income. And I probably spent more, more than. So um, a few years ago, I realised that I couldn't do what I had been trying to do in the past. It wasn't working. And then I learned about, or understood, I think what I did, I understood that 
what I need to do is I need to learn about money and respect it. That I don't think I was very respectful of money. Because I was thinking, I'm getting, I'm earning this income. And it's not little, you know, I get a decent income. And it was just, I was just letting all this money flow out. (laughs) Money was coming in, but more was, you know, I wasn't in, I wasn't living outside my means so much. But it was like, when people talk about paycheck to paycheck, there was no surplus for me to do anything with. And I think I need to have a surplus, you know. Every year, you know, we thought about going on holiday and stuff. And it's like, I've got the money to do. Why haven't I got the money to do certain things? So when I deep-dived into various people doing stuff online, watched YouTube videos, listened to podcasts, and I got the message. And um, I started following a particular guy called Dave Ramsey. And he, he, his, his solution is something that he calls um, save seven baby steps. I don't even think, I don't know whether I'm going to remember all of them. But I definitely remember the first three. So his, his solution to any problem you have in terms of finances, and I think it crosses everything, and this is about having financial security for the future more than anything, is these seven baby steps. And so I started to study these seven baby steps. Um, one of the things I realised was that as a woman in her 50s, um, with children grown up, <laughs> that's the, I think there's you know one of the steps that doesn't necessarily apply so much. But I so wish I had these steps, knew about these steps back in my 20s or even my 30s. Because one of the things I've, I've been felt really guilty about was not really being able to help my, my daughter financially when she went to university. And my son's at university now and not, not doing what I said I was going to do, which was to build up a fund for him so that when he went to university, there would be some extra cash. And I wasn't able to do that. Anyhow, so if you're a younger person listening to this, this is definitely for you. You can start now. But it doesn't matter how old you are with these things. Um, you can start from wherever you are. And I just decided I was going to start from where I, where I was. And so the first step was, that was, is to have a starter emergency fund. And so I talk about having a six-month emergency fund. And that's, you know, six months worth of your expenses in an account that's separate from everything and you don't touch it for any reason. And to get you people started, you have a starter emergency fund of $1,000. This is a, an American guy. 
um, so it's in dollars. So you have a starter fund of so that you just have something. You have a thousand, so you save like crazy. You do whatever you can to build up a fund of a thousand dollars, and then baby step number two is you pay off your debts. And the idea is that you can't become financially secure, have wealth, if you have debt. You know, have you have debt hanging over you. And so he has a particular system that he teaches on how you pay off debt. And interestingly, some 10 years before, I had, I'd learned about a system of paying off debt. And uh, I didn't actually, wanted to follow it, but didn't actually follow it. Uh, And do I wish that I had? Yes, but as we say, it is what it is. So he's got this system of paying off debt by starting with the smallest debt first. So that's slightly different to what I'd learned in the past. And the reason why you pay off the smallest one first is because... It gives you a quick win and and builds momentum because you know if it's taken if you start with the biggest and it's taken months and months and years, you lose motivation, so you go find the smallest one and you pay that smallest one off and then there's you know I'm not going to go into a system, but there's a system there, and I thought, right, great, and then once you've paid off all your debt. Then you build your emergency fund of six months, three to six months, six months, whatever, six months. And so because, and then it's it's called your fully funded emergency fund. And so that's what you do. And uh, and then there's the steps four, five, six, and seven. Four or five, I think, is related. I'm, I'm not sure. I think, I think step four is about paying in a certain amount of your income into a pension fund. And well, I'll, I'll, or maybe you do those together, four, five, six together. And then it's about overpaying on your mortgage to pay off your mortgage. So your mortgage isn't seen as debt that you pay off in step two but you get the idea so I kind of was learning this and then looking at my own situation and I knew the first thing that I needed to take hold of was I needed in order to build an emergency fund I needed to create some some surplus and I needed to look at my spending Look at the cash coming in and the cash going out. Okay. And it was all about my cash flow. And, and the main thing that I did, the first thing that I did was I learned how to put a budget together. I had tried on numerous occasions before um, to create a budget. Thought I had... You know what I was doing? 
now I notice, now I realise what I was doing. I would, I would sit down and I would sort of try and work out, you know, a budget <laughs> using various templates. I'd try it. And then uh, it was usually on my, on my computer. And then I'd just carry on. <laughs> carry on doing what I was doing. And then at some point, I'd sort of think, oh, I've got a budget. And I'd go and look at my budget. <laughs> yeah. What I learned was that, you know, your budget has to be, you ha- really have to work well, the way that I've done it. Work it. I've got a zero, zero, zero budget. Is that what they call it? Um, and so it's about assigning every penny that you have coming in to a job. And I kind of like that idea of actually your money has a job and every penny has a job and being intentional about that. So thinking about where you want that money to go because obviously what's been happening is money's just been flowing out and I've not really known where that money's going. <laughs> I thought I did. You know, I'd get to the end and oh, I don't understand where all my money's gone. So it's very much about you decide where you want your money. And the first thing is you pay yourself first. So I learned this concept, and I think I knew about it before, but this concept, but really applied it. I need to pay myself first before I pay anybody else and the paying myself first was with my savings okay I need to have this emergency fund I know why I want this emergency fund I want this emergency fund for in case I lose my job for in case I get sick and I have to be off for a long time in case I have to make the decision about uh, reducing my hours even if it's temporary in case you know something does happen to me and into medically i suppose and i my expenses are increased you know in case anything it doesn't even have to be to do with my condition there's so many things in life emergencies occur you know that we do need money and so I, I, I don't want to have to borrow from someone. I don't want to have to borrow, borrow from an institution. So, so yeah, so this cash flow, pay myself first and then assign every pound to a job. Okay? And so I found that Dave Ramsey has this tool. I started using this tool to put in what I'm paying so I had to do things like I had to first of all and it was somebody else that right just remember the name I just used um Vicky Robbins I think her name is and oh gosh what's the book called is it your money or your life something like your money or your life as I, I, I try, I, I try to remember using, remembering a Robin, <laughs> and that's how. I was, yeah. 
so and she her book taught me about um um, to, uh, uh, for a month I monitored I wrote down everything I spent <laughs> for a month I wrote down every penny I spent even if I went across to the corner shop and spent something on um, a chocolate or a few pennies on chewing gum or something like that because I'd, I'd have a tenner say in my and a few days later, I'd have some change, and I'd be thinking, oh my gosh, I've lost that tenner, because I really did not remember spending that tenner. And that was a real eye-opener to what I was spending money on without thinking that I really didn't need. And so I, I this concept of buying what I needed against buying what I just wanted... And if I wanted to save money and I wanted to create a more financial, financially secure future for myself, I needed to take control of my money. I needed to understand about my cash flow. I needed to be intentional about my spending and for me to decide. And so I learned a ton of stuff. <laughs> I learned a ton of stuff. And so one of the tools that I use to kind of get my my spending back on track, and I think my spending has got a little bit off track at the moment because uh, during during lockdown, so before lockdown, I was 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 kind of really doing back-to-back no spending because I know that I need to save up money, divorce, house, selling, I want to be in a good position, with that as well and lockdown and then couldn't get couldn't get basic food <laughs> you know toilet paper but other things and so I got into the habit as as the shelves in the supermarket started to have more and more stock buying a bit extra buying a bit extra each week and I was, my budget, I had budgeted my groceries to a certain figure. I'd even changed supermarket to a cheaper one. It's made such a difference, honestly. So I changed my supermarket. Um, was each week, I was very disciplined about keeping within this budget. But I've noticed over the last few months that I've been over this budget. And even though I've been setting it, I've just been spending over this budget. And I thought, it's because I've got this mindset at the moment that I need to keep stocking up. And also because I became ill and I was in hospital, and then obviously not couldn't get out to the shops. Again, I've got this mindset as well, oh, that I need to have more, more in. I need to have more in just in case I can't get out to the shops. But I've got a strapping six-foot lad living with me. <laughs> he can get out to the shops. <laughs> he may not be able to drive, but he can get out to the shops. He can get a cab back. So, I, I'm i doing a no-spend challenge this month to get my spending back on track and also, I want to boost my savings. Again, I want to 
be putting even more away. Uh, I want to be setting myself up for whatever decisions I need to make regarding my living situation. And of course, I've got that as well as, you know, any concerns I have about um, my, you know, my illness and, you know, should I have another flare up and whether it's a serious one, you know, that really knocks me for six. So, yeah, long talk today. (laughs) But when it's in my head. So, doing my no spend challenge. Uh, so in case you want to know how one does does a no spend challenge, you literally you can do a no spend challenge for whatever period of time you want. So you decide you decide. <laughs> so you could decide to do a no spend challenge for a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month. So I like thirty days, and then I'll. I like to then start a new one. So I literally decide that I'm going to do a 30-day challenge. Set some rules for myself. So what I can buy, what I can't buy. And obviously, if stuff happens that you need something repaired, and that, that kind of merges, then you'll, you'll spend money on that. So I won't be buying clothes, say. <laughs> I won't be buying any... Um, ornaments and stuff like that not that I'm doing that at the moment anyway uh, with groceries I want to stick to the bare minimum and so one of the things I'm doing is uh, another kind of challenge that I do is they call it a pantry challenge I suppose it's more of an American term so I sort of think was it a cupboard challenge <laughs> Well, maybe it's a stock, well, food cupboard challenge or freezer challenge. So I usually tend to say freezer stroke pantry challenge. And the idea is to use up any foods in the freezer that's been there for a while. And also to use up any foods in the cupboard before buying uh, food. So, uh, you know, if I've got two cans of baked beans in the cupboard, not to still buy four cans of baked beans so that I have six now actually I use up those two cans of baked beans and before I buy another can of baked beans do I have to have baked beans is there something else in the cupboard that I could use instead of baked beans in that meal do you see what I mean so it's a good way of using up food that's maybe been in your cupboard for a while and is nearing um, use by date So that's what I want to do. So I kind of do no spend challenge. It's kind of combo with freezer pantry challenge. Uh, So for example, for me, I've been, I love tofu. (laughs) So I've been, I've been stocking up on tofu. (laughs) I I couldn't get tofu um, during the lockdown initially. And now there's a lot of tofu in store. And there's a particular store that I go to where it's cheaper than anywhere else. I always buy four. So I stocked up and I, I, lo- I love tofu. But I've also got um, beans in jars. And I've also got uh, a vital wheat gluten because I sort of make seitan. So I've got things that I could use instead of tofu. And that are just sitting there. So what I'm going to do is I think I've got 
two packs of tofu still that unopened so i'm going to save those <laughs> excuse me and i'm going to start using using up my beans and stuff yeah so you get the idea and that will lower my shopping bill as well and for example i bought some ice cream i haven't bought ice cream for a while but i did buy two packs but i don't need that's just the want a luxury thing i don't need so i'm not going to be buying ice cream <laughs> when i go out shopping this weekend so hopefully you get the idea and and so you need to set some rules for yourself and you know your rules are your rules you know it may be that during the no spend challenge you're not going to get any takeaways or you're not going to go to a restaurant or it may be that you only go to the restaurant once and if you're used to taking a t- getting a takeaway every friday maybe you say well we're only going to get a takeaway on one friday you know and then you're still saving you see you're you know it's your challenge you set the rules and you might want to start um with something that's sort of seems manageable you know i can go cold turkey now (laughs) but you might want to do it in a sort of a gradient yeah so you set the challenge and um i use a sort of calendar but you could just get a piece of paper and um draw out uh a calendar week or you can just sort of do count one one to thirty whatever and then day one day two day three and then you just tick it off and so what I tend to do because I like to make it visual is I use a green marker and I'll put a green tick when I have a no spend day and I use a red marker for those days that I have spent money on something outside the rules. And that's going to happen from time to time. You know, you're just going to make a decision that actually there's something that you want. And but as long as you put a cross, a red cross there. And something that I'm doing now that I didn't do before. I was just, I used to before I just go straight for no spend challenge for the month. But I, I actually said, well, I want 25. In the next 30 days, um, my goal is 25 days, no spend. So that's kind of giving me a little bit of a leeway of five days in case something comes up. If you've got things planned, of course, you can plan for those to be... Um, you can plan for those and not necessarily count those as spend days but it's like that's part of your plan part of your budget if you've budgeted for it then fine yeah so you get the idea and i've used this as a tool over the last couple of years to really boost my savings in particular my my emergency fund so i wanted to share that with you today because I was thinking about it this morning um, using my social media as sort of accountability (laughs) and maybe now I'm going to use do accountability to you Um, so maybe for the rest of this month I shall 
check in and tell you how I'm getting on with that. So Monday and Tuesday, so far, I've had lovely green ticks. And I don't plan on spending anything today. And see, here's the interesting thing. I, I've, I probably would have gone down the road to top up um, my planting. So I love planting. So I've got, some, I've got two green plantings and my ripe plantings I've run out of now. And because I, I kind of get into the habit of eating certain foods, I, I probably would have dis- sort of decided to walk down the road and get a few more to last me for the rest of the week. But because I'm on a no-spend challenge, the question I ask myself is, do I need, do I need to go and buy those plantings? £1.30, do I need? I don't need. I can eat something else. It's just that it's something that I'd like to have. And that's how, that's how it helps me with my spending. It gets me to ask the question. I'm back at my car. <laughs> did I, I don't know what I, I said. Did I, did I share that I drove my car? I don't know whether I shared that I drove my car to the, to the woods today. And I'm in it now. And uh, I don't usually, because if you know how close the woods are to me, you'd be thinking, why is she driving her car there? But I drove my car here because I was frightened about the battery going low again and having to call out somebody. And I need to drive it really every couple of days. And I forgot to do it yesterday. And because I, was, I don't really want to drive somewhere out. So I thought I'd run the engine a bit coming over here. And then going back, because so, it's not getting very much, it's not getting much in 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 in, in mileage. Because obviously I'm not going out much. So anyway, completely forgotten where I got to before, but that's okay. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you've listened enough to me today. Um, yeah. So great budget. So I am. So I'm working on something. So my my my. I love creating. I like creating. I like creating and uh, sort of training, divine designing, training for people. Really, that's that's what I love doing. And so when I learn something, I like to sort of put something out and teach it. So I am working. My project at the moment is is all around helping people to build an emergency fund. Um, so I'm working on on a sort of a, 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 a sort of a coaching program really. But before I get to that point, uh, I've, I've put together some some free some free training, and I've called it. Uh, I think I've already mentioned it. I've called it um, Treasure Chest. It's, it's a five-day Treasure Chest challenge, and so I've been working on it bit by bit. So if you can appreciate, obviously, with sort of some of my um, challenges and concentration and focus. It's taken a lot longer, but I'm just doing a little bit at a time, and that's fine. So I have I have the five days are done, and I've got sort of PowerPoint for each day, and I've got a script 
for each day and I've just got to um, record my voice over the the PowerPoint and I've already done that for day one so I've just got to do that for the, the, the other days and that's going into my Facebook group and but I'll also be sharing it um, when I you know when I when I talk on my podcast as well so I'll see how I do that but it's going to be there so um, and then I'll be saying to people if you're interested <laughs> all that stuff anyway so I'm really pleased with that so that's just as we did the first step because um, there's so much I've learned so much and I just want to kind of bleh, <laughs> like vomit it out and I realise can't just throw all of it out there just give it people little bits so for example the no spend challenge which I don't even mention in that five day thing because there's, there's yeah there's just so many different ways of kind of just taking control of your finances and stuff but I'm sharing that with you today so yeah so pleased about that and um working at my own pace doing a little tiny bit and that's why for me when I spend a lot of time on my own when I'm not feeling very well and then I have well points there's something I can focus on that that I have an interest in because I'm creating and I feel like I'm helping people I always like to feel that I'm helping in some way and this is my way of doing that okay um, I'm gonna let's just test this engine there we go <laughs> right Great to hang out with you today. Um, I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. Hey, Smiling Sonia here, your host at Thriving with a Chronic Illness. Now be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next episode. Now if you liked what you heard today, be sure to visit my website, smilingsonia.com to learn more about how I can help you build an emergency fund. 